0: Hold on, hold on, hold on, what do, what do we got here? Whoa, whoa, what's this across my desk? Important news flash. Today, March 20th, International Day of Happiness. It's true, passed by the U.N. itself. I think we should make it a holiday, personally. What's up, happy lifers? Happy International Day of Happiness. So, in this bonus International Day of Happiness... Happy Life Podcast, I want to share this little thought. I have a thief, and I think he lives in my garage. I never see him, but he's got to be there because he or she steals my air. Seriously, every time I take down one of our bikes for me or for another family member to use, the tires are flat. I'm not sure, but I'm thinking his name is probably Air Jordan. (laughs) I'm still down in Southern California. Uh, You know, we talk a lot on this podcast about how we need each other to help us with our happy, to help us with life. We weren't meant to do this on our own. Well, I'm recording this on a Zoom Q8, which is basically a super cool portable audio visual recording studio that fits in the palm of your hand, which was given to me by Happy Lifer. I'm recording this inside of the house of a family of happy lifers who are letting me invade their home the entire three plus weeks I am down here. They give up their office and make it into this nice little suite for me, and they do it every time I come down to SoCal. I'm holding a Shure SM58 microphone and a cable given to me by another happy lifer, editing on software and recording on software, donated and then loaded on a Yoga 900 laptop tablet, killer laptop, killer software both given to happy life studios by two different happy lifers there's another family of happy lifers as well as happy life coaching clients that are allowing me to use one of their cars the entire time i'm down here i'm not sure how he did it but i think air jordan must have hopped in my carry-on bag i think he followed me down here i noticed the other day that one of the tires on the car i'm using was looking low and when I was hanging out with the owner a day later, he noticed the same thing. He said, "You might want to get that tire checked out." So when I was on my way over the desert to do a few happy life or roundtables, master classes, um, on my way over there, um, I stopped off at the gas station to fill the tire up, and the tire was so low that the pressure gauge wouldn't even read it. It wouldn't even register on the gauge, which is weird because all the other tires were fine. They were all 32 PSI, which is the right in the range you want uh, in most cars, depending on the tire, of course. But this one tire was so low, it didn't even register. How does the air come out of one tire like that? One tire? I mean, I know it could be a leak, but do all the bikes in my garage have leaks every time? Because every time I pull one of them down, I have to fill one or both tires up again. Sometimes that happens to us in life. I know for me personally, today, I'm out of air. I'm just winded. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I don't know if you've ever spoken publicly before, but if you have, then you know that speaking can really wear someone out. And I don't know if every speaker is that way. I just know for me, um, I am. And you can probably tell by listening to our podcast that I put a lot of myself into it when I speak. Whether I'm talking one-on-one in a conversation, or I'm speaking into my portable recording studio device, or if I'm at home in Happy Life Studios, I get into it emotionally. Uh, But it's nothing compared to what I do when I'm speaking live in front of a crowd. In front of an audience. (laughs) When there's a crowd I'm speaking to, I am all over over the place, I'm up, I'm down, I'm crying one moment, I'm laughing the next, I go from quiet to loud, and then back to quiet again in just moments. I mean, I'm really emotionally involved in what I do in everything in life, but particularly I'm a communicator, and when I communicate, I think that's one thing that makes me good at what I do is I just get so emotionally into it. I just really love it. It's really easy for me to do. It's hard for me not to. It's hard for me to pull back and pace myself. I just don't, (laughs) I don't know how to do it. I have to go all out or not at all. And I know there's a lot of more speakers out there that, that are more logical, they're organized, controlled, linear, they're calm, you know, they think more and maybe feel less through the process of speaking and don't get nearly as emotional uh, because we're all created differently. Not everyone gets emotional when they talk. Some are more factual, some are more feeling oriented because some of us are more mind oriented people and some of us are more heart oriented people. I don't think either one is wrong. I think they're both needed. All of us have a heart and a head. If we're missing one, you'd be dead. That almost sounds like a bad Dr. Seuss book there. All of us have a heart and a head. If you're missing one, you'd be dead. (laughs) So I just know that when you give out a lot emotionally, whether you're speaking somewhere or even if you're playing at Disneyland, can you tell what I did last week? Yep, another happy lifer pulled through, took me to Disney, paid for it. I mean, wow. (laughs) So uh, no matter what you're doing, if you're giving out a lot emotionally, it's going to drain you. So I started Friday afternoon and went all the way through Sunday night, late Sunday night. I did four Happy Life and Roundtable master class sessions. And every session is like three to four hours. I spoke at a church on Sunday morning and then several hour and a half drives in between all of them. So I am just wiped out. So what do I do when Air Jordan shows up and steals the air out of my tires? (laughs) I fill them up. My bike tires don't take as long, but that car tire took forever. I mean, I kept checking the gauge. Is it full yet? And you'd have to pause for a second and check it. Nope, not full. How about now? Nope, now? How about now? like a kid. Now? Now, Dad? Now, Dad? No. Is it full yet? No, it's not full yet. It took a long, long time to fill that tire. Sometimes the more emotions we give out, the longer it takes to fill us up. The more winded we are, the longer it takes to get our wind back. I don't know if you know this or not, but driving on a low or flat tire not only can seriously affect your driving, it can actually be dangerous. It can cause overheating. And the same is true with life. If we're driving on low tires, living with an underinflated emotional tank, it can cause serious overheating. I don't know about you, but I find myself getting overheated at the drop of a hat sometimes. I mean, it actually shocks me how easily I can become so angry. However, when my tires are full, it just doesn't happen that fast or that much. When I'm emotionally full, I don't get so angry. Things don't bother me as much. But when I'm emotionally deflated, boy, it can happen like that. I actually believe this is why so many seem so angry so much of the time. I mean, they are simply emotionally or even physically or maybe mentally or, or spiritually underinflated and they haven't taken the time to air back up. Check this out the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration tells us that nearly one third of cars, trucks, SUVs are being driven with at least one underinflated tire. And judging from social media, from life, from Driving on the on the road from other media and et cetera, I bet we have that much or even more living at, with at least one underinflated portion of their life. Their, their emotional tank is underinflated or their physical tank is underinflated. They're they're worn out. They're wiped out. Because when you look at their social media posts and you and you hear them and you see the the, the sharpness come out so fast and so easy. And you know, I was talking. One of our roundtables was for. Um, a group of teenagers. It was so cool, man, They're, they just they just caught it, man. They just, when they went, and when they caught what we're talking about, they just, it was crazy, they just lit up. And one of them was telling me a story about how you know they posted on their Instagram something that they did. And then all these people said really cool things about it, but someone else just came up and said, you're a loser, or that's stupid, or that's not tough, or whatever. I mean, why do people post stuff like that? Why, what causes them to do that? I think. That oftentimes, if not all the time, it's because they're under-inflated in their emotional part of life. Or their physical, or their spiritual, or their mental part of life. Not only can driving on low tires cause um, overheating, but driving on lower flat tires can cause premature wear. The tire becomes worn so much faster. We wear the tire out a lot quicker than it's rated. Like a tire that's rated to last 40,000 miles will last only a portion of that when it's uh, underinflated when we live with low emotional pressure we find that we get worn out we get weary quicker and more often life seems to take more energy to live we need new tires if you know what i mean more frequently i mean we need we need to find ourselves need we just got off a of vacation we need another one already we, need, we can't wait for the days off to come quicker. We, we need more naps, we need more coffee, right? We need more, for me, chai teas. We need to, to change those tires more often because when they're underinflated, they wear out quicker. When we're underinflated, we wear out quicker. We get worn out faster than we normally would when we're inflated correctly. Driving on a low tire can cause the vehicle to pull more in one direction than the other. We have to pull on the steering wheel. We have to hold that steering wheel down to keep the car going straight. And if we stop holding that, you know, point that, that pressure the whole way, which gets after a while on the road gets obnoxious when you're just constantly fighting that steering wheel. But if you let go for a second, man, that car will veer off into the ditch or into the median or even into the median or even into oncoming traffic like that fast. But when the tires are fully inflated, it takes hardly any pressure on the steering wheel to keep it going straight down the road for keep it staying in its lane. This is also true when we live with low emotional pressure. Sometimes we have to fight so much harder to stay in our lane, to stay in our groove, to to stay in the happy. We're always fighting something. Something is always trying to get us crabby. Something's always trying to get us angry. Something is always trying to because we're underinflated emotionally, we find ourselves having to fight to stay on the right track. I mean when I'm worn out emotionally, I slur over my words I can't think as clearly. I have trouble thinking of words or even putting sentences together. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. When I'm tired, man, I, I can hardly, <laughs> but I can tell when I'm no longer, when I've filled up my emotional tank, man, I can think clearly. I'm saying words sometimes that I'm like, I didn't even know I knew that word. I mean, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm a walking dictionary when I'm rested up, but boy, when I'm worn out, I can barely come up with just the simple words to say. We're not just physical beings. We're emotional beings, we're mental beings, we're spiritual beings, we're human beings. <laughs> now we have all these different sides to us, just like a car that has all the gauges on it. The gauges are there to tell us for, so that we can watch. Because when one of the gauges drops down too far, it affects the running of the whole car. And oftentimes stops the entire car from running. And when we're drained physically, it affects our emotional When we're drained emotionally, it affects our spiritual, it affects our physical, because the gauges are all interconnected and affect each one's performance. I think sometimes the problem with our happy is we're simply drained emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever. When that happens, we just need to fill ourselves back up. So, how do we do that? Well, you play. That's right, you heard me, right? Did he say that? I did. That's how I do it. Play is super important to life. It's super important to happy. We were all made to play. As a child, it's one of the first things you do. It's it, As a child, it's actually how we learn to live through play. Another thing we can do is cut ourselves some slack. And even cut other people slack. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm worn out, it's just so easy for me to just... To just judge people and just get angry at people i get angry when they drive a certain way because i feel like they're in you know they're i'm thinking about me right and when i cut other people slack you know, I don't know who i'm really cutting slack i'm cutting slack to me honestly when i'm holding something against somebody else or i'm hard on other people it's hard on me but when i'm cutting other people slack it actually gives me slack to live easier and happier problem is we have a hard time letting ourselves play for some reason. I don't know, giving ourselves some time off. Like, we get sick, and the moment we start to feel better, even though we're not completely healthy yet, we just gotta get back to work, gotta get back in the office, gotta get the laundry done, gotta get, I understand work piles up, but what happens is we find ourselves relapsing back into the sick because we wouldn't allow ourselves to take that extra day or two off and get completely whole, completely healed. an old illustration that speakers have been using for a long time it's called sharpening your axe i mean when when you have all these trees to chop down you don't want to take the time that it takes to sharpen your axe because that's time you could be using to cut down more trees right however if you're trying to chop down trees with a dull axe you have to work harder to cut down fewer trees but if you take the time to sharpen your axe you'll not only catch up to the one using a dull axe you'll actually pass them up and check this out you'll spend less energy doing it Uh, other ways to inflate our tires to sharpen our axe get alone go somewhere and get quiet if you like to read then read however if you don't like to read then don't i know that sounds pretty deep isn't it if you like to read read and if you don't don't but (laughs) we all recharge differently so some people, like for me, I like to read, but it takes me a long time to read because my, my squirrel always pops in. I mean, I'm, I'm always, oh, what was I just reading again? I have to go back and read it again, and other people can read really fast. And um, So if, if reading fills your tank, if it makes you feel good, if you enjoy doing it, then read. But if you don't, then that's not the way you want to fill up your, your tank. Just because someone else does it that way doesn't mean you need to because we're all made differently. We all inflate differently. What hobbies do you like? What interests do you enjoy? What makes you laugh? Because I think laughing is one of the quickest ways to fill up. One of my goals is I just love to make people laugh. Laughter is so important to inflating again. And I know that so many people say that watching TV is bad for you. My whole life I've heard that. But it's quite the opposite for me. The hard part with that is I've been told for so long growing up that it was bad that I would feel guilty to watch TV. When you have a brain that's always on overdrive, like mine, brainless activity is exactly what I need. It's what I desperately need. So I love watching movies. I love going to the theater. I love sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. I love doing that, even though sometimes I feel guilty because I'm like, wait, I shouldn't be doing this because this is bad for you. But for my brain, you know, it's it's funny that I <laughs> that to me that I even talk about like and watch movies because. I swear, every movie I watch, I tend to fall asleep in. So how do I like watching them? I don't know. I I, I mean, I fell asleep in every one of the Lord of the Rings movies. How does that happen? How do you fall asleep in a Lord of the Rings movie? You know, but I think it's because my brain finally sees something that's busier than itself and it says, oh, now I can relax. You know, I have a friend whose brain is even more active than mine. So I asked him what he does to stop the noise because I wanted to learn from him. He's a little bit older than me, and I think that's smart that we we learn from each other. And and so I asked him what he does. He says he goes golfing. I'm like, I can handle that, you know, but how does that help? He says, well, his brain is always going. It's always going 1,000 miles an hour, but when he golfs, now it's going on 1,000 miles an hour about golfing about his next shot, about what he could have done different on the last shot, about, you know, just all this plethora of things that he thinks about when he's golfing. He says, but now my brain is still thinking, but it's thinking about golf. It's not thinking about business. It's not thinking about all these other things that are always so busy. It actually gives all those other areas a break, a little bit of a respite to rest while his brain is thinking on something else. And it, it, it just gives those areas a break in his head. When I pulled up to that air compressor machine thingy at the gas station, uh, I want to go use it, and I had to pay to use it. Call me a cheapskate, okay? But I don't want to pay for air. I mean, it's air. I the same problem when water, bottled water came out. You know, when I was a kid, water was free. Okay? <laughs> and now they're going to charge me for it? In fact, they're going to charge me the same for a bottle of water as for a bottle of something else? Like, with all the preservatives and the additives and the things that are bad for you in there. And even though soda is going to be way worse for me, if I'm going to pay for water, I might as well pay for something more than just water. It took me a long time to get used to that. Okay. And the same thing is just like, I haven't got there with the air yet. I mean, it's just, it, you're going to charge me for air. So I went up to the guy and just asked him if he could turn it on. And you know what? Not a problem. He said, Hey, yeah, sure. Here's a code. He has a code for it. So in other words, he's done it for a lot of other people too. If you ask They do it for you. And the thing is, sometimes it's unavoidable you have to pay. To get help, you need to pay. However, oftentimes it's simple. If we just ask, there are all sorts of people who would love to help us for For free. free. We just don't always ask. It's funny. I mean, we would do it for others in a heartbeat. But when it comes to us needing it, when we need help, we don't want to burden anyone. When truth be told, it's not a burden. It's actually a joy, it's actually a pleasure. It's what builds community, helping each other, okay? Uh, it, it creates a happy experience. Our friendship level actually deepens when we help someone or when we allow somebody to help us. So on this International Day of Happiness, I just wanted to give you some things, and you know, because I, the International Day of Happiness is a day in a title, but it's meant to be a lifestyle. And I think if we learn some of these concepts to, to keep ourselves inflated in whatever area it be in our life, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, if we can learn to stay inflated, we're going to find ourselves functioning a lot better, a lot easier. And uh, so I say not only should we make International Happy Day holiday a huge holiday, a major holiday, obviously happy life, of course I'm going to feel that way, but I think we need to make it a life. I think we need to make it a lifestyle. So happy lifer. Happy International Day of Happiness.